Good morning and welcome to worship on this first Sunday in Lent. Welcome to those who are joining us uh, on our radio broadcast this morning, those who are watching us on our YouTube channel, or those who are listening to our OSL podcast. We are so glad that you have found your way to spend this time in worship with us this morning. I remind you that a bulletin for this service is available on our website at oslme.com. You can more easily participate in worship if you have access to that resource. In preparation for this time of worship, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and wine or juice in order to celebrate Holy Communion a little later on in this service. We begin our worship this morning under the sign of the cross. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the keeper of the covenant, the source of steadfast love, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Trusting in the one who is full of compassion, let us confess our sins as we pray. Fountain of living water, 
Pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy, and we long to be free. Rebuild what we have ruined and mend what we have torn. Wash us in your cleansing flood. Make us alive in the spirit to follow in the way of Jesus as healers and restorers of the world you so love. In the holy name we pray. Amen. Beloved, God's word never fails. The promise rests on grace by the saving love of Jesus Christ, the wisdom and power of God. Your sins are forgiven, and God remembers them no more. Journey on in the way of Jesus. Amen. We sing together our gathering hymn this morning. That hymn is, I Want Jesus to Walk With Me, hymn number 325. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Holy God, Heavenly Father, in the waters of the flood you saved the chosen, and in the wilderness of temptation you protected your Son from sin. Renew us in the gift of baptism. May your holy angels be with us 
that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We now join uh, Denise Vick, our Director of Children and Family Ministry, for a children's sermon this morning. Good morning on this very first Sunday in the season of Lent. Today's story comes from the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. It is a story all about promises. More importantly, God's promises. In today's story, Noah and his family share very close quarters on board an ark for 40 days. God has flooded the earth, but before he did so, he instructed Noah to build an ark large enough to not only hold his family, but two of every one of God's creatures, big and small. Once the rain stopped and the waters receded, God put a symbol in the sky as a sign of his covenant or his promise to all people and creatures that he would never again flood the earth and destroy it. And what was that symbol he placed in the sky? You guessed it, it's the rainbow. Let me read you to today's story from our World Story Bible, page 10, titled, The Rainbow Promise. The world was a mess. All the people God had created were doing all kinds of wrong things, all except for one man named Noah. When God's people hurt each other, Noah helped them feel better. When they ignored God, Noah prayed. Noah, said God, I'm going to flood the whole earth, but I will save you and your family. Build an ark, fill it with two of every kind of animal. Noah obeyed God and got to work. He measured and cut, he sanded and nailed. He filled the ark with two of every kind of animal. Rain clouds gathered in the sky. Noah's family hurried into the ark with the animals. God shut the door and the rain began. For 40 days and 40 nights, it rained. Inside the ark, birds sang, dogs barked, snakes hissed. But one morning, everything was quiet. The rain stopped. Slowly, all the water dried up. Noah and his family jumped off the ark and wiggled their toes in the dirt. Birds flew, dogs ran, snakes slithered. Every animal family came out of the ark. Noah looked at the bright blue sky and saw a beautiful rainbow. Then God said, this is my covenant to you and all people. I promise never to flood everything again. The rainbow is a sign of my promise. God made a covenant with us and all his creatures. Now, what is a covenant? Well, it is a promise, a vow or a guarantee. God promises that he will never ever flood and destroy everything on earth again. And has it happened? No, of course not, because God is a promise keeper. Now, have you ever had someone make you a promise and then break that promise? Well, I'm sure you have. Well, how did that make you feel? Hurt? Angry? Sad? Sure, probably all of those things. But when God makes a promise, it is forever. We can trust that. The things of this world fail, people fail, and sometimes even our lives feel like they are gonna fall apart into chaos, but God does not fail. He is always faithful. He always remembers us and the promises that he's made to us. 
Now we are in a new church season, the season of Lent. And I'm gonna ask you a few questions about that season. See if you can answer them. What color is Lent represented by? Is it red, green, or purple? If you said purple, you are correct. So how many days do we plan on in for the season of Lent? Is it 20 days, 30 days, or 40 days? If you said 40, you're correct. Now, are Sundays counted in the 40 days of Lent? The answer to that may surprise you. It is no. They are considered little Easter's. And lastly, I'll ask you, when does Lent begin? Does it begin on Ash Wednesday or does it begin on Monday, Thursday? Hmm, they both sound plausible, don't they? But the real answer is they begin on Ash Wednesday. Monday, Thursday is in Lent, but it doesn't start Lent. Now, for those of you who missed our Lenten Ash Wednesday service this past Wednesday, let's do this together. Let's make the sign of the cross on our foreheads as I say these words. Are you ready? Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Thank you for doing that with me. Now this season is a season of repentance. What does that mean? Well, by definition, repentance means to be sincerely sorry. God made us all human, right? And with that, we are not perfect. No, we are not. So when we make mistakes, and believe me, we all make mistakes, big and small, short or tall, we all sin and we do things that we wish we shouldn't and we wish we could undo, but we can't, can we? Nope, we cannot. But what can we do? We can ask God for forgiveness sincerely and our sins are then forgiven. How can that be? Well, it's because Jesus sacrificed himself for us. But I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? I, it's just the first day of Lent and we will have many, many more days, like 40 more days before we get to that part of the story. So what can we do to get ourselves ready for Jesus dying on that cross? Well, we can do a lot of things. If you were able to make it to our Lenten drive-through, you were given lots of ways. For example, you can read from our Lenten devotional, there is a Bible passage, things to ponder, and a prayer for each day in this book. You can create the family Lenten, Lenten devotional chain. Parents, you can even look ahead and number them if you want so that you're prepared for the upcoming week. Maybe you've already put that empty laundry basket out on the floor for when you pull out the slip that says, clear 40 things out of your home that you no longer need. Our family devotional chain uh, slips come in three categories, giving, fasting, and prayer. Or you can do our uh, biblical devotional chain where each day you read the next passage in Jesus's journey to the cross. And as you read your activity or your passage, you just add that slip of paper to the chain and eventually you will have this a beautiful physical reminder that you are on the journey to the cross, to that wonderful day when we get to celebrate Jesus being raised from the dead. Lastly, 
you could spend some time in silent prayer, right? As you color one of our Easter coloring sheets that are included in your packets. There is nothing like allowing your mind to pray while you are busying your hands with making something beautiful. Now, if you've missed our drive-through, don't worry. Just shoot me an email at denise at oslme.com and let me know that you'd like one. I will gladly drop it in the mail or I'll drop it off at your house, or you can ask me to send you the PDF version. I will send that to you. And as soon as you receive it, you will be on your way to start your own Lenten journey. I guess what I'm saying is spend some time this next month and a half remembering all of God's promises and asking for forgiveness, sincerely asking for forgiveness for when you fall short and you make mistakes. And lastly, find time to spend with God in prayer, in fasting, and in giving. Let's end this time in prayer. Dear God, thank you for being a promise keeper, for loving all of us unconditionally. Help us to keep our promises to you and to focus on ways to love one another. It is in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen. Our first reading this morning is the conclusion of the flood story. Because of human sin, God destroys the earth by flood, saving only Noah, his family, and the animals on the ark. Yet, divine destruction gives way to divine commitment. As in the first creation, God blesses humanity and establishes a covenant with all creatures. A reading from Genesis chapter 9. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, as for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We sing together our gospel acclamation, Return to the Lord. Return to the Lord your God, 
The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Beloved of God, grace and peace to you in the name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. This morning, I want to focus on a story that I'm guessing is pretty familiar to you. Even outside of religious circles, the story of Noah and the Ark is well known, thanks to its use as a theme for nurseries and for toys for young children. My own kids, when they were young, played with a little people version of Noah's Ark, complete with two pairs of a variety of animals. The story of Noah gets started back in chapter 6 of Genesis, when God looked out and saw that the earth was filled with violence, that human beings and even all creatures had become wicked and corrupt. God, you may remember, is the one who on each day of creation looked out and saw that the new, that the new part of creation was good, not perfect. The creation story says good, not perfect, and those are different words in Hebrew. The creation was good and filled with agency to grow and multiply and develop and evolve and change. In addition, in the second of the creation stories in Genesis, human beings were given the charge to tend and take care of this good creation. But now, as God looks out to see what has become of God's creation, what God sees grieves God to God's core. The good creation, which God intended to be a place where all life could flourish, has become violent and corrupt. God's intentions for the world have been rejected by God's own creation. God's justice violated by those who had been formed by the work of God's own hands. And so, God is sorry that God ever made the cosmos. Filled with grief and disappointment and a little bit of frustration and anger, God decides that what would be best would be to just scrap everything, to wipe the slate clean and return the cosmos to the state of watery chaos out of which God called forth the world. But just as God is resolved to do this, God looks out upon the world one last time when something, someone, catches God's eye, Noah. The story is so subtle that you might miss it. It's just a single word, but 
even more subtle in the Hebrew, just a single letter, the, but it changes everything. But Noah, the world may not be as God had hoped. The creatures of the earth, including human beings, may be inclined towards violence, but, but the world and all its creatures are worth saving. I can work with this world, with these creatures, with these human beings, God says to God's self. God's resolve to completely blot out the world melts away as compassion wells up within God's heart for the world and for the creatures God in love has made. It is not a naive love or a sentimental compassion that stays God's hand. It's not wishful thinking that says next time will be different. God understands what God is getting into. Even after the flood, God repeats God's assessment of the situation. The inclination of the human heart is evil from youth, God says. To remain in relationship with this world, with these creatures, with these human beings, will involve pain and suffering that God's own self will have to bear. The world and the creatures of the world will suffer at times and will cause the suffering of others. And this will grieve God to God's heart. The story of the flood of Noah and the ark and the pairs of animals is not a story that reveals much about the world nor is it really a story that reveals all that much about the human condition. It is rather a story about God, a story that reveals the nature of who God is and the willingness of God to live in relationship, a promissory relationship with a world that God loves, despite its obvious failings. This past Wednesday marked the start of the season of Lent. It is a time in the church year in which we focus on our need for God's love and mercy. It is a time to recommit ourselves to the practices of our faith, to self-examination and repentance, to prayer, to generosity, and to works of charity and love. It is a time to renew the promises we made in the covenant of baptism to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of Christ in word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. This is all good and necessary. But here at the start of our Lenten journey, we are reminded that our journey of faith is not one we take alone. Long before you made these commitments, long before your Lenten journey or your faith journey began, long before you were or your parents or grandparents were, long ago, God made a commitment to you and to all people and to the whole world. Before God makes the covenant with the creation and with Noah, which is the part of the story that Pastor Heather read for us this morning, God pledges to God's self to never again curse the ground, to never again destroy as God did in the flood, 
because of the violence that exists within the world. And then in a beautiful line of poetry, God promises, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Only after God has made this promise within God's own heart, does God turn to Noah to establish a covenant. And it is a noticeably one-sided affair. It is God who makes a promise to Noah and his descendants and to every living creature on the earth. It is God who commits God's self to an ongoing relationship with this world, with the creatures of this world, and with human beings, with you and me. Come what may, it is God who is in it with us for the long haul. And just to make sure that God will not forget the promise that God made, God hangs God's bow up in the sky, pointing away from the earth. God tells Noah and us that when I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The rainbow is a reminder to God and an assurance to us that God's anger will never erupt in violence directed at the world or creatures or human beings. Divine judgment will always go hand in hand and be tempered with divine mercy. This is not to say that God will simply tolerate evil or injustice because that's not true at all. But it does mean that God has committed God's self not to respond to the violence and evil that are part of life in this world with violence and evil. God will choose the, a different path. God chooses the path of suffering in order that this world, in order that life in this world may go on. God chooses to redeem, to save the world, and to do it from within the world itself by taking an active role in it, by working in and through the world, in and through the creatures of the world, in and through the people of the world. God chooses to enter personally into the world so that God might better share life with us. And even when violence overtakes God's own life, God remains committed to the promise God made to an ongoing relationship with the world and those who live in it. Committed, God remains committed to finding a way forward, committed to drawing forth life out of all of the tomb-like situations that arise. When the flood was over, when the ark had come to rest, when the earth had dried out, God opened the door of the ark and called Noah, his family, and all of the animals out of the ark. And using the same language God used in the creation story, God tells Noah to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Just as the bow in the sky serves as a reminder to God of God's promise to never destroy the world or the creatures that call this planet home, so too does the cross stand as a reminder to us of the deep cost that our violence and evil has had on the life of God. 
and the empty tomb, a reminder that God so loves the world that God has chosen the way of salvation for the world over the way of condemnation, even though the cost of that choice has been the life of God's Son. Friends in Christ, how amazing is our God who loves us with such unconditional and self-giving love. In this season of Lent, may you know the spirit of joy that comes in belonging to our God. Amen. We join together in singing our hymn of the day, O Sacred Head Now Wounded, hymn number 351. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 3. Relying on the promises of God, we pray boldly for the church, for the world, and for all in need. After each petition, we will sing together, O Lord, hear my prayer. That's hymn number 751. Holy God, in Jesus, 
Your realm has come near to us in every place and time. Give your church throughout the world a spirit of humility and repentance. Teach us to trust always in the good news of your salvation. Faithful God, you have made a covenant of mercy with every living creature. Protect all the earth's creatures from destruction. Empower the work of biologists, conservationists, and science educators. We pray to the Lord. steadfast love and faithfulness. Direct the words and actions of leaders in our community and throughout the world that they may maintain justice for the lowly. Accompanying God even in the wilderness, you are with us. Walk alongside migrants and refugees crossing dangerous lands. Tend to those whose lives feel desolate. Give healing and strength to all who suffer this day, as we pray especially for Carolyn May, Brad Wozniak, Audric Boer, David Bauer, Martha Bauer's nephew, and for the family of Ron Hughesby, who passed away Thursday morning. Surround all these we have named with your comfort your love, and your peace. We pray to the Lord. Loving God, in the covenant of baptism, you claim us as beloved children. Nurture us in our baptismal identity and teach us to live within it for the sake of others. Strengthen this congregation's ministries of care and concern, especially our health ministry, our care team ministry, our quilters, our prayer shawl and prayer pocket knitters, our volunteer visitors and communion distributors, our card senders and callers too, who serve on behalf of our congregation. Living God in baptism, you join us. To the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we praise you for all those who have died trusting in your faithfulness as we remember especially this day, Ron Hughesby. Bring us with them to the fullness of your reign. 
Faithful God, we entrust ourselves and all of our prayers to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray to the Lord. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. We take a moment to share a sign of peace with one another, with whomever you may be gathered together for worship this morning as we send a greeting to peace of peace to you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. We share our thanks and appreciation for your continued generosity, for all the ways that you support the work of helping those in need here in our community and in our ongoing ministry at our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to follow in the ways and work of Jesus. We continue to welcome your offerings to OSL, to our shared ministry, you are invited to send in your offering to our church office or use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not yet gathered bread and wine or juice to celebrate Holy Communion, I invite you to do so at this time as we sing together our offertory, Create in Me a Clean Heart, hymn number 188. Let us pray. Faithful God, you walk beside us in desert places, and you meet us in our hunger with bread from heaven. Accompany us in this meal that we may pass over from death to life with Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. 
Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Here in this meal, we are united with each other and fed with the very life of God. I invite you now to share this gift with each other and to or to receive it yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share these gifts, we hear a gift of special music from Michaela. She will be playing Meditation on Jesus, Lover of My Soul. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. God of steadfast love, at this table you gather your people into one body for the sake of the world. Send us in the power of your spirit that our lives may bear witness to the love that has made us new in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. As you go forth into the rest of this day, go forth with this blessing. 
You are what God made you to be, created in Christ Jesus for good works, chosen as holy and beloved, freed to serve your neighbor. God bless you that you may be a blessing in the name of the holy and life-giving Trinity. Amen. Before you continue on with your day, I share with you a few announcements as I brief you, the ministers of OSL. I remind you that Matin's morning prayer continues on Wednesday mornings via Zoom. If you would like to learn more or join in, simply contact Pastor Sarah for a link and she will get you all set up. Today, from 10.30 a.m. till 12.30, Denise and Pastor Sarah will be hosting a Lenten drive-through with the opportunity for you to pick up Lenten activities and devotionals for children, family, and adults. That includes the devotional that we are using for our Lenten midweek Zoom worship services. All are welcome to stop on by and pick up a Lenten kit um, made just for you and to say hello. Lenten worship continues this week via Zoom at 6.30 p.m. You can find a link to that Zoom worship right on the front page of our website at oslme.com. I remind you that if you have a prayer concern um, or you would like to visit with one of our parish nurses or one of your pastors, we are here for you. Um, we invite you to reach out to us. All of our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. I do want to share one kind of broad word of thank you. I can't be certain how much you can tell if you're watching this worship service, but we have had a relighting project completed in our sanctuary. Um, it was given um, uh, from a, a donor to help cover most of those funds. Um, we have replaced the lighting with much, much more efficient bulbs that are brighter and are beautiful. Um, our property committee, under particularly the leadership and coordination of Dave, Dave Bergstrand, um, made that possible. So I hope you can tell from your homes that it is brighter. And if you're listening to worship, trust me, it's an amazing transformation. We conclude our worship this morning as we sing our sending hymn, Guide Me Ever, Great Redeemer, hymn number 618.
Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God. Thank you.